Welcome to the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast, where we'll explore what it means to serve in the kingdom of God according to his agenda and in the most excellent way. I'm your host, Tawanda Coles, and I'm glad you've tuned in with me today. everyone and thank you for joining me for season two of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I'm your host Tawanda Coles and I'm honored you're taking a few minutes to join me here today. I pray that wherever you're listening you are in good spirits and in good health. Allow me to take a minute to thank those who joined me last season on the podcast where we took time to understand the definition of kingdom excellence and how we walk this concept out in our personal lives and in our service to the Lord's church. I'm grateful for the perspectives that were shared last season from those I've had the pleasure of serving with in ministry and who understand what it means to serve in the Lord's church in the spirit of kingdom excellence. If you're just joining me at the start of season two, welcome. And I'd invite you to go back and check out season one. It was some good stuff shared that I believe will be a blessing to you. Much has happened in the months since we were last together. Outside is fully open (laughs) and we're doing all the things, right? Schools are fully open with no virtual option in some districts. Some employers are requiring employees to return to the office five days a week. I'm praying for y'all if that's you, right? And some church gathering sizes have returned to pre-pandemic numbers, while others have introduced an in-person and online option. And we all know the travel industry is booming while all of us are adjusting to new rhythms and routines for our lives. Transitioning is happening all around us, whether in business, government, the sports industry, and even in the local church, transition is happening. We are still figuring out how to live our lives while adjusting to transition. Just in the last few weeks of this recording, we witnessed the changing of the guard in Britain as the longest reigning monarch was laid to rest after an unprecedented 70-year reign on the throne. Now, regardless of how you may feel about the British monarchy and the history that surrounds it, one cannot argue with the intentionality with which they execute. And after 30 years of being the voice of a generation, loosing women and helping them walk in the freedom that can only be found in Christ Jesus, we witness the passing of the baton from a general in the Lord's church to the voice of this generation anointed to help women step fully into their God-given identity and evolve. These are just two that struck a chord with me personally, and there are many other indications that change is taking place. And I started to ask, Lord, how do we do this in a way that honors you first, but also doesn't leave our local assemblies in chaos? So for the next few minutes, I'd like to share what I pray are just a few reminders we all at some point will need to deal with as we work through transition in our local churches. I'll be the first to tell you that what I'm about to say is not revolutionary or even new, but needs to be reiterated because this season of ministry we're in doesn't matter how much education, charisma, or influence we have, it cannot replace the following. So point number one, the power of prayer, right? It's where we start for everything, and it is especially critical when it comes to leading change or a time of transition. Hear me when I say failure to pray for wisdom, 
guidance, and insight could be detrimental to the health and vitality of the local church. Seeking prayer about how to introduce change or initiate transition as it relates to people, systems, methodology is so very important. Transition doesn't just happen at the pastoral level, right? We know that, but it happens in every facet of the church. And you've either seen it or have experienced it and know this can be ever so delicate and sensitive because there are people involved. Now, let me pause right here and remind you that as a leader in the Lord's church, you will be tasked with having to make some unpopular decisions. Somebody say, I know that's right. (laughs) And those decisions for change will impact those who will not be too happy about the decision that you have to make. This is why praying for wisdom is so important, right? Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in talking through how this change impacts them and how together we can work on finding the best path forward. I won't belabor the point here, but we'll reiterate that because this is the Lord's church, we serve under his domain. We follow his blueprint as provided for us in his word. We turn to him, not to our preferences, not our opinion, not our education or influence for how we should manage transition in his church. Brothers and sisters, we are to steward well what God has entrusted to us, and we need his wisdom by the leading of the Holy Spirit through prayer to do it in the spirit of kingdom excellence. Number two, the importance of preparation. There is not enough that can be said about the preparation period when it comes to planning for change in leadership. We see in scripture the many examples of those who were not only called, but were prepared through training and development for their assignment. Did you catch that? They were prepared through training and development for their assignment. Now, it's been my experience that we've overlooked this critical step in the process. (laughs) Gone are the days where we fill leadership gaps with those who are just faithful. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so showed up every Sunday or every Tuesday night, every Wednesday night for prayer, we then find a way to put them into a leadership position. Now, don't misunderstand me here. I believe being faithful in one's service to the local church is extremely important, but one must be more than just faithful. (laughs) Hear me when I say they need to be more than just faithful, but prepared through training coaching and development in this brothers and sisters takes time. I'd even go further to say not only prepared, but proven through service. (laughs) This preparation process reveals character, one's ability to be humble, teachable, whether one can be accountable, how they handle correction and spiritual discipline, how they demonstrate their submission to serve in areas where they're needed and not necessarily where they want to serve, okay? Now listen, as a young leader in my mid-20s many years ago, (laughs) I clearly recall the years, and I mean years, I sat in my former pastor's office week after week, listening to him teach the scriptures, expound upon uh, the teachings of C.S. Lewis and Watchman Nee and many others, and the countless hours of assignments and tasks given to me, I thought to myself, now what's really happening here, right? What, what's really going on? Does it really take all of this? Hear me when I say with a loud yes, because that time of preparation helped shape how I operate in the kingdom today. I understand what it means to wait on God and how to be patient in service. 
had I been propelled before my time, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but had I been launched prematurely, I would have been prey for the enemy to destroy me. Listen, before promotion, one must be prepared for the assignment. This waiting period, this time of preparation is a prerequisite for effective leadership. And brothers and sisters, those of you who are building leadership teams, whether you're a new church plant or you're going through a season of transition uh, yourself, there are things you must look for in this time of preparation. One's character, one's ability to demonstrate their commitment to the ministry, one's ability to collaborate and work with others. You need to be able to evaluate those things because promotion must be one that comes prior to the assignment promotion, you are prepared for the assignment. Or promotion, you are prepared for the assignment. Do not be swift in promoting the gifted, but wait for the demonstration of the anointing by the fruit that is produced because without a position, with idle title, without a platform, I believe we then begin to see the character of one's heart. Number three, the responsibility to propel. We talked about the power of prayer, the importance of preparation, Let's talk about the responsibility to propel. To propel simply means to move forward. And when I think of what this means and when it comes to transition in the local church proactively and with enthusiasm, it means to serve as a champion in helping to move one forward, those that are coming behind us, right? So our job uh, as those who are seasoned in ministry and we've been serving for some time as we propel, we should do so proactively and with enthusiasm, serving as a champion to help move forward those coming behind us. After we've prayed to God for wisdom and instruction and have sought counsel and helping to formulate a plan uh-huh, for facilitating a change, did you hear that? Helping to formulate a plan for facilitating a change or transition, we need to make sure we've done the necessary work in preparing through coaching, training, and development. Then we know it is time to move forward. Now, here's where things can get a little tough if the vision has not been clearly articulated because as things are shifting, you could encounter resistance to change, which is normal, right? We know that sometimes it takes uh, over communication of the vision so that people can get comfortable with it because in our humanity, it's natural to resist change. No one ever said change would be easy or readily embraced. However, when we are clear, we've heard from God, he will make all things right in his time. Transition is not just happening to our seasoned saints in terms of asking God what's next, but for our emerging leaders who are stepping into new roles and new responsibilities, asking what am I supposed to do now. This season of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast, I want to dive deeper into this idea of how to navigate transition in the local church in the spirit of kingdom excellence. So I'm including a few links to a few resources that I've found to be valuable as I walk this out in my own life and leadership in the local church. Be sure to check the show notes for those resources. Also, connect with me over on Facebook and on Instagram at Kingdom Excellence Consulting for more helpful recommendations for church leaders as they serve in the local church. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. I'm excited about season two, and I look forward to sharing more with you. Now, as I close today's episode, and since we're in the month of October, allow me this chance to celebrate the clergy who serve in the kingdom of God with excellence. 
your love, your care, your compassion, your empathy, and grace you demonstrate to the people of God is much appreciated. Thank you for praying for us, for encouraging us, for challenging us, and for correcting us. Thank you for all that you do. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening and for coming along with me as we explore what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. If you enjoyed what you've heard, and it is my prayer that you did, do me a favor, tell other kingdom leaders you know about this space and encourage them to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. It's been my privilege to share a few minutes of your day talking about what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. Be sure to check the show notes from today's episode for ways to stay connected with me. And remember, if excellence is important to God, it should be important to you. Until next time, may God bless you.